Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. to a special episode of the sip list special sip episode casey and i are coming to you on what is today thursday september 8th and we are coming to you in a somewhat somber mood but we're still going to make this a good episode and throw some humor in here because that's how we do things um anyway for those who have been living under a rock queen elizabeth ii passed away today and so we thought in a tribute to her, even though we're American, we'd discuss our favorite movies about royalty. So that's what we're going to do today. And because I love the pomp and circumstance so much, I couldn't narrow it to five. So we're doing a top 10. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wrote down 27 movies and that wasn't even all of them. Those are just the ones I like. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's a big portion of my list that I did not even see on yours so well i other than a couple of obvious ones i tried to stay away from disney movies because they're all basically about some kind of royalty so you know i i I tried to go more towards like non-animated but still a few that i definitely wrote down it's just you know i at first i was like i'm gonna try to stay away from certain tropes and then i just i didn't so (laughs) yeah well it's kind of well it's not like we had a whole hell of a lot of notice in Yeah, this was on the fly. So. Together. so literally I think you texted me and threw this idea out what an hour ago? Yeah, it wasn't very long ago. I was like, so hey, why not? But at that point it's like I hadn't even thought about it. So I'm like fuck it. Well, you know how, I mean, and this happens to me when I make a lot of lists, I'm sure it does everybody else. You think before you even go researching it, it's like you write down in one and then that prompts you to think of another one. And then that like kind of how you go down a rabbit hole and you're 30 thoughts away from where you started. That's how I am when I make these lists, because every choice makes me think of a different choice. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, (laughs) how did you get from Fast and the Furious to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Well, let me tell you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not saying what my number two movie is on my list, but yeah, once I plugged my number two movie into my list, it was opening Pandora's fucking box. Yeah. I had a really hard time picking a number one just because there's so many that, I, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. There's 
mm-hmm. animation, there's comedy, there's historical, there's fictional, there's fantasy. Like there's just so there's fucking superheroes for God's sakes. Like there's just so much to choose from. And it was really, it was tough, but. Well, no, I mean, even, okay. I've seen your long list, but right. another superhero movie that is on the list that could be considered a Royal movie that you didn't have on the list. Okay. Well, I had to stop myself. I was like, I can't do anymore. But I actually really do like the idea of making this a bracket. So I may take both of our lists together and go find a few more. And then, because it would be interesting to get people's thoughts and and see. You, I'm not going to lie. I Googled. I did too, after. Of all time, just because I knew we were on a short time period. Because today is a national holiday in the United States being football kickoff 2022 <laughs> yes and so we both of us have and cobra dogs. kai eve <laughs> right freaking no offense god rest your soul but could you not have picked a better fucking time to die i'm literally two episodes away from being done with my re-binge on season four and i get home from work and oh no Queen Elizabeth II has passed away at 96 years old. I think she was waiting for Harry. Because she's been under watch for a few days. And I think she was waiting for Harry. I don't think, I don't officially don't think Harry made it back to. Oh, really? I hadn't, I hadn't fully seen yet. I saw the thing that Megan was supposed to go with him and then didn't. And they had some event they were supposed to do either last night or tonight. They both pulled out of it. But then she stayed behind with the kids. But Kate also didn't travel with William. But they're also a lot closer. It's England to Scotland. Like, it's not that far yeah. as, as far as L.A. to England or Scotland or whatever. But I, they'll well, all be there for I the funeral. I would imagine so. probably London, wherever... England to freaking Scotland is probably like a Seattle LA flight. Right. Like it can't be that far. Yeah. You're looking at what hour, hour and a half. What does he say in Euro trip? He's like, uh, oh, Berlin is like, Berlin is like an offshoot of Paris. It's like a one hour drive. That's why France and Germany have always been allies. <laughs> right like no cooper no no (laughs) no i think i saw on nbc i think about an hour hour and a half ago is when harry finally got to the palace i know it wasn't before (laughs) because when he pulled up in the car you could literally look through the window he was sitting by and it was all dark outside yeah well, I could also see Megan not going because it at this time because the Queen had from what we've been told that the Queen and Harry and Megan had a special relationship privately with each other, even though mm-hmm. you know whatever. I'm sure they've said their goodbyes. And if I were Megan, yes, on one hand, you got to suck it up and be there for your family. But on the other hand, if I'm walking into Charles, William, Kate, Camilla. And we've all had this is now the time to cause awkwardness. Like between now and the funeral, they're going to have time to see each other and get used to being around each other. But maybe she just stayed away to 
not cause yeah. drama where drama didn't need to be caused. Well, Which is not to say she's the cause, because she's not, but you know. No. But no, it's but not her fault. The other side of the equation that I hadn't even thought of before it got brought up today on multiple news channels was that um the castle that she passed away in is the place where she and William and Harry were at in 1997 when the news broke oh. that Diana had passed. They were actually staying with her and hence the subject of the 2006 movie, The Queen about the oh, aftermath. Spoilers. Yeah. May or may not be on one or both lists, but <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, she yeah, I mean, there's there. a lot of ins. She was there mending her fam, her grandson's hearts while being yeah. literally screamed at by the prime minister, get your ass back here. We need you. Right. <laughs> and yeah, oh, that goes along. And it, well, it sort of goes along the lines of what I said earlier when we were talking about it, that at some point your personal has to take precedence yeah. over the nation. Nothing against New England. I mean, or not New England. <laughs> Get my patri- Patriot's name out of your mouth. <laughs> Nothing against the United Kingdom, but yeah, I mean, William and Harry at that point had to come before. First, yeah. I mean, why in the hell couldn't Tony Blair step up as a leader and be like, hey, the queen and her grandsons are having an issue right now. If you got a problem, I will fucking handle it. Well, but and not to like defend him, but he was also like brand new. So. True. I mean, but, it was yeah. the beginning of his decade in parliament but you know and then everybody got through it and moved on and you know it is what it is well speaking of that um because i am very much i've i have been a royalist and i don't even live in england but i'm very obsessed with the royal family and especially obsessed with all the stuff with diana so Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff out lately because it was the 25th anniversary and James Patterson just released his book, um, which is it's like Diana, William and Harry, the heartbreaking story of her life and whatever. But it's about all three of them. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm, I'm I know you got it, too. I'm reading it so far and it's really good. So this is the second book of James Patterson where he's so the the first one that I've seen, maybe he's done this before where he did like nonfiction, but with his own style was the, the last days of John Lennon, which was really good. Anyway, this book is really good too. If you're into it, I highly recommend picking it up. I'm not done with it yet, but so far it's great. See the thing that I love about Patterson is. And I didn't really start reading his stuff until I started reading the um, Women's Murder Club books. Mm-hmm. But um, you know me as well. You know me pretty well and know that I love, 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 love my Stephen King. Mm-hmm. 
and a lot of his stuff can be kind of heavy and dark and a whole lot to deal with. And Patterson just has well, no, but I mean, Patterson, especially like the women's murder club books, they have darkness to them, but they're really easy reads. And I look at it as being an easy palate cleanse after reading like The Shining or yeah, or you know, one of those. Amazing movies that did not make it into the final four of the greatest Stephen King movie tournament ever. Don't. Don't. We can't do that right now. Just don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, his stuff does read really easy and really fast. If you haven't read Run, Rose, Run, his collab with Dolly Parton, oh my God, it's so good. I can't wait for this to be a movie. Which Reese Reese Witherspoon's company has already said they're making a movie out of it. So, Yeah, my to be read list is like oh mine too yay tall and that one is in there still <laughs> i don't know exactly how far into the stack it's it is so good it's really 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 good okay well even though we are in mourning we are going to do some sip libs and i'm going to try to uh uh british it up a little bit here um where did it go the one we're going to do is called Snow White. Um, and the first one's an adjective, so I went ahead and put in certifiably fuckable. Yes, we're still going to say it. God save the queen. God bless the queen. We love you. We're still going to be ourselves. So with that being said, Casey, give me an occupation. <coughs> Sorry. Queen. Queen of England or just Queen? Oh, sure. Go oh, on. I don't know. Yeah, I go can't on. see your face because I have the screen pulled up, so I wasn't sure if you were done. Oh, yeah. Go go okay. all the way and go Queen of England. Okay. Uh, adjective. I'm going to say pissed. As in drunk, not angry. <laughs> the way British people say pissed. Okay. A noun. Ooh, can I change my adjective? Yeah. Okay, I'm changing my adjective to dodgy because there's no more adjectives left. <laughs> you don't have to make them all British. Just go with what you want to. Oh, no, I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. Even if I, I wasn't, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, even if I wasn't thinking British, I would still was searching my head i've got one half searching british and the other searching typical case to be answers <laughs> you said noun yes fuck it cockering okay color i'm going to say royal blue a number 96. <laughs> okay. Fantasy creature, plural. How about unicorns? Okay. A noun. 
crown. Okay. Um, sorry, I was looking for something. Uh, crown. Verb ending in S. I'm going to say fucks. Okay, a food. Bangers and mash. Nice. <laughs> a noun. How about knickers? A type of material. <laughs> I just thought of a quote from one of my movies, so I won't say it, but I'll say it later. Help me remember. <laughs> Type of material? Yeah. You know, like cotton, satin, silk, velvet. Crushed velvet. Okay. What is this, velvet? <laughs> a type of container? I'm going to say a carriage. Okay. I don't think that's really a container, but that's what I'm going to say. And last one, a noun. Country. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize before I even click this button. Because the first word, the first one was an adjective, certifiably fuckable. The second one was an occupation, Queen of England. If you don't think those are going together, <laughs> so oh. I'm just going to go ahead and say sorry from me to you. <laughs> we here at the SIP list apologize for any inappropriateness that may come out of this SIP libs. It totally was not intended to be disrespectful to the you know what? family. Elizabeth was a gorgeous woman and was definitely certifiably fuckable in her day. So, all right, here we go. From the certifiably fuckable fairy tale, a jealous queen of England. Okay, good. It didn't do it. (laughs) A jealous queen of England attempts to get rid of her dodgy step cock ring, snow royal blue. (laughs) Then it takes refuge with 96 unicorns in their forest crown. The Queen of England changes into a witch and fucks Snow Royal Blue with a poisoned bangers and mash. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, poisoned bangers and mash is never a good thing. Okay. Fucks her with a poisoned bangers and mash, which puts her into an everlasting knickers until a prince finds her in a crushed velvet carriage and awakens her with love's first country. <laughs> not too shabby. Not too shabby. <laughs> that could have gone a whole lot worse than it did. But okay, we kept it mostly clean. I tried out of respect for the late Queen of England, but if if I could have used some British swear words in there, like I I really wish I could have thrown in a bollocks or a wanker or a, I guess, I guess I could have made wanker a noun. Oh, well, it's too late, but. No, I literally was <laughs> waiting for a freaking exclamation to come up and I was going to be like, bloody hell. Yes. Bollocks. 
All right, so we're going to count down our top 10. So we're going to go a little faster than we normally do, but we'll say a little bit about each one. And of course, we may not we have get a whole hell of a lot of description with each one. Otherwise, we'll yeah. be here until William sworn in as King of England. <laughs> I mean, which may not be that far away. I think so. Most, <laughs> most of the ones I've ended up picking. I'm going to say most, with the exception of maybe three, most people have seen or have at, le- at the very least heard of and know kind of what the story is. Um, so. I guarantee every one of mine people have seen or know, and know well. Well, you so. saw my long well, list. Maybe not my number one. Oh, okay. Everybody knows my number one. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. So how many do you think we're going to have in common? You saw my long list, so. Five. I was going to say five. Let me look. You know what? I actually only think three. Maybe four. I'm going to say four. I was being generous, but. Okay. All right, well, you go first. I think you have three to four. I think in that three to five is pretty close to accurate. And honorable mentions will have a lot of overlap anyway, I'm sure. But yeah. All right. Number 10, what do you got? The one that I know I'm going to be crucified for, but I. Not by me. No, because you promised you wouldn't. And, and I don't do that. Well, you might give me a what the fuck look when I say the name of this movie. Okay. Yes. It is only loosely royalty related, but I consider it because it is as loosely royal related as it is, is why I put it at number 10 and not higher on the list. But, um, Star Wars. Okay. I mean, that's fair, I guess. I didn't go that direction, but I could see why maybe you did. You know me, and I don't always go directly where sometimes I like to skew and go off and dance around in left field alone by myself. I mean, I get that, and I actually kind of thought you might have it. I just, for me, I went like a little bit I went more really legal. more actual royal, mm-hmm. but only because, like for example, I had. Well, never mind. I'll tell you later. I don't think you'll have it. I there was one on my long list that I crossed off because I realized it was very only loosely. The royalty is really only like the beginning and the end, so I marked it off. So, no, I'll give you Star Wars. I mean, you know. It Papa has Palpatine, princess. some kind of aristocrat. <laughs> it has a princess in it. That's true. It has a emperor in it. It has lords. Hmm. Okay, so, that's fair. Oh my god! Is, it is about as corrupt as the current British monarchy. Oh, shots fired! Oops, did I say that out loud? Too soon? 
I just remembered one I completely forgot about. Anyway. Honorable mention? Probably. It will probably trump one of my other ones. I can't believe I forgot about it. You just said a word that ignited it in my head, and I almost said, so I won't. I'll save it. Okay. All right. Star Wars is cool. I won't, I won't knock you for that. I don't have it, but I won't knock you for it. I didn't hmm. figure you would. Okay. Palpatine would. Yeah. <laughs> so my number 10 is um, a movie based on the amazing Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. And it's The King and I from 1956. Um, this movie is a little problematic now. I get it. You know, Yul Brenner playing a, an Asian king is not exactly kosher. No. <laughs> but either way. Yul Brenner and Deborah Kerr were amazing in this movie. I love the story of how, you know, oh, Siam is so awful and barbaric. And so he hires this British school teacher to help make the place more progressive. And then they fall in love. I love the story. I love the musical. I thought the movie was great. The music is great. And I sing a lot of the songs all the time. So it's one of the greatest musicals of all time. It is. I mean, Rogers and Hammerstein can do no wrong, in my opinion. So, so yeah. No, did you I have that one? No, I didn't. It's on my okay. long list. Gotcha. The sets are gorgeous. It's just a beautiful movie. And again, I love musicals. So, you know, why not? Matter of fact, I don't even remember what next up on my list is. Oh. Well, I could probably make a guess and it would be close, but. Oh, okay. I knew it was one or two or three. You what? I said I knew it was about, I knew it was my, my, I knew my number nine was one of about two or three different movies. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, if you don't, if you, nobody goes around singing Getting to know you. I love that song so much. Every time I would get Abby ready for a new school year, (laughs) I would sing that. (laughs) Okay, anyway, sorry. Go ahead with your number nine. My number nine is a cartoon documentary about the King of the Ocean's daughter, (laughs) King Neptune. And it would be the Disney classic, The Little Mermaid. I approve this choice. I tried to leave those off my list as much as possible, but, and I didn't have this one, but I definitely considered it because. Oh, I know what better be on your list or Knuckle Sandwich. No, we're going to have a fight because I didn't put that one on my list. Anyway. You know which one I'm talking about? Um, yes, but I don't know how to say it without giving it away. So we'll just wait till you get there. Well, I mean, we know, we know I love The Little Mermaid. I, it's oh, yeah. probably in my top three favorite of all Disney movies. So love it, love it, love it. I don't know if I'd go that high, but. Well, I would. I'm not saying one, you would. I said I would. It's one of the greatest Disney movies of all time. Again, problematic when you look at it through a, a finer lens, but we're not going to go there. 
a whole lot of classic Disney movies are problematic when you look through them. Look at them. Yeah. Even my number two movie. Oops. Spoiler alert. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Love the little mermaid. Great choice. (laughs) Well, did you want to say anything else about it or? It's an awesome movie. Um, great music it's funny it's emotional it's Mm -hmm. everything that disney stories well it isn't an original disney story but are any of them i will say being willing to give up your uh your royalty status just because you saw a guy you want to fuck and have legs is you know okay that's cool (laughs) Good point. The things we do for orgasms. I mean, love. Okay. (laughs) Oh, what's orgasms got to do? Got to do with it? (laughs) Every fucking thing. Uh, Okay. So my number nine, we have never actually talked about this movie. So I have no idea if you would have it or not. Um, It is a movie that I'm waiting for a a different live action version of that they haven't really proposed yet but I loved this take on this classic Disney story and it's 2012's Snow White and the Huntsman did you have this why are you no. like oh okay um I so anybody who, Kristen Stewart okay so that's what I was going to say anybody who knows me knows I am not a fan of Kristen Stewart However, she actually did a pretty decent job in this movie, and the rest of the cast is so fucking stellar. I mean, Charlize Theron as the evil queen, and Chris Hemsworth, and Ian McShane, and Bob Hoskins. Like, there's just so many good people, and it's visually stunning. It's just, it's breathtaking, actually. The first time I watched it, I couldn't believe how beautiful it was. Um, It's a very cool modern take. Snow White and the Huntsman is a better Kristen Stewart performance than fucking Twilight. Oh, yeah, it is. For sure. I would say it's the best movie I've ever seen her in. Um, And yeah, I don't really like her, so I I was hesitant to watch it, but I'm glad that I did. I don't know. She was really good in um, Panic Room, but she was also a child. So, (laughs) anyway. True. It's a really cool take and modern version of well not even modern it's just a live action version of snow white that is mm-hmm. much darker than the tale that we know so yeah which don't even get me wrong the original disney classic cartoon movie is not Love all it. rainbows and sunshine either it well no no a significant but amount of darkness to it there's a epic battle at the end of this one that I really love and yeah it's just you know it's it's a good good movie so there you go all right well what's your number eight Hmm, my number eight is the another well another questionable whether it's considered royalty or not, but I went with it anyway. 
because Joaquin Phoenix plays an incredibly asshole-ish ruler. That would be the one. <laughs> Y'all can't see me. I'm doing stuff with my thumb. <laughs> that sounded mm, bad. <laughs> that's, that's what said. Yeah. Um, no, but it's the Oscar-nominated. Well, Oscar. I'm sure it won, won some Oscars. It won Best Picture, didn't it? I think so. Either way, I'll I'll let so, you talk. The Russell Crowe epic classic gladiator yes made my long list not in my top 10 but i'm totally here for this choice it's an amazing movie and it's absolutely about royalty i mean granted russell crowe's character isn't royal but you know he's being tortured by the king the king and his sister slash lover (laughs) It predated Game of Thrones, but still dealt with the same fucking subject matter. Well, duh. I mean, you what you have to understand about royal families is that there is a lot of and which always is like, oh, I I can't I can't marry my cousin. What if my kid has two heads? Well, people in Europe and Asia have been doing it for years, and they're fine. I mean, I think Prince Philip was a cousin of Elizabeth. Maybe not a first cousin, but they were related. So I'm just saying, it, it it's a thing. Right, wrong, or indifferent, royal families tend to be incestuous. <laughs> not now, I don't think. I hope, but. I really hope, but yeah, no. Okay, Gladiator won five Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Actor for Russell Crowe, Best visual effects, best sound, and best costume design. Design. And was nominated for an additional seven. So, for supporting actor, Joaquin, and director, Ridley Scott. So, there you go. No, totally support this choice. Made my long list. Such a heartbreaking movie, but it's so good. Right. It's one of those movies that I really haven't seen in a long time long time me that, too because it bums me the fuck out <laughs> but yet i feel like i'm definitely due for a rewatch on that one i agree i agree so if anybody wants to fuel my rewatch time machine then <laughs> you can find an evening at the movies on facebook and submit a request for gladi- gladiator that is the best way to get them to watch stuff. <laughs> it might take a year and a half, but it'll get done. Coraline. Right. right. Well, my number eight is a movie that we have already mentioned on the show. And I'm wondering if you have it too, since you actually brought it up. And it is 2006's The Queen. With Her Royal Highness Helen Mirren playing Queen Elizabeth II. What number is it? That's your number one? Oh my god, I love it. I I didn't put it at number one because while the, although it's a fantastic movie and I really enjoyed it, it's not something that I would watch over and over. As I got down to my top choices, they are movies that I will rewatch over and over. But this movie's amazing. 
Oh, wait till we get to my number two and my number three. Those are definitely. Yeah. Casey has watched a thousand times already. So like we kind of mentioned, the queen is about Elizabeth II, but it's about what happens after Princess Diana dies. So Tony Blair's been elected prime minister. Diana's just been killed. And it's just kind of the aftermath of the monarchy and kind of what transpires. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really good. Helen Mirren's incredible at everything, but she was a really good. But she was incredible enough to win a fucking Academy Award. Yeah, she should win all the Academy Awards. She's the British Meryl Streep. I love her. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So, really good movie. You know, obviously heartbreaking, but worth a watch, even if you just watch it once. It's, you know, who knows how much of it is real and how much it isn't. It's not a biopic. I I don't think it's classified as a biopic. I could be wrong, but we don't know. I mean... We well, can speculate on think, what happened, but we don't know. No, and I don't think the... I don't want to be disrespectful by saying this, but... Okay, I'll just go with... I don't think the royal family is going to let screenwriters that much into their world. Well, no. For it to I be mean, a straight-up biopic. Right. So... But but the movie does use actual archival footage of them. So that is one thing that's kind of cool about it. I think it's probably a good assumption that it's, you could call it a loosely based biopic. Right. Because then you don't I mean, have it's... to worry about, well, that's not how that happened, or that's not how that happened, or blah, blah. Like the Diana movie that's coming out, that your favorite actress is playing Princess Diana and that movie already came out. <laughs> Did it? Yeah, oh. like a, a year or two ago. I tried to watch it and I, I need to try it again. I watched about 15 minutes and I was like, I can't take Kristen Stewart seriously as Diana. Well, I really can't. We've like, gone through a period of like all the royals with the movies, and it's like I can't keep track of everything. Yeah. The girl that plays her on the crown is amazing. Like so much of her mannerisms and looks so much like her. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but the season about Diana, whoever they got to play her was great. So, but no, right, yay, the whole point of my thing was though that the Diana movie got roasted in the fucking media because shit went down in that movie that no that's not how that happened and blah 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 and it's like well the problem is you have these diaries that we don't know if they actually were written by her or not they were you know her close personal friend and you know they've compared handwriting and some people say it's hers and some people say and we're never gonna know because anybody that actually knows what happened to diana is dead or is too involved to ever open their mouth. So you I would know, say at this point too involved because I think anybody anybody else is dead. Is yeah. By accident. Accident in quotes. So a lot of stuff was based on her diaries. And again, you know, I like to assume that they're real, but 
there's always going to be a shadow, like a cloud over that, whether she actually wrote those or not. And these letters and notes and whatever that she supposedly wrote to herself. It's like, we don't know. I don't know if they're real or Mm -hmm. not. So, yeah. All right. Well, yay. First one in common. I know for sure one more, and I think maybe two more. We're going to see. What is your number seven? So I thought about, instead of picking a movie for this one, just going with a theme for this one, because there's so many great movies about this particular story. But I'm just going to nip everything in the bud and go with the movie that started everything well this movie that i'm referring to doesn't necessarily didn't necessarily start everything but it's basically the prequel to everything arthurian in the world and that is is the movie the sword and the stone okay cool i appreciate that choice arthurian history is something that has literally fascinated me since i was Mm -hmm. knee high to a grasshopper the first time my mom ever got the disney channel for us oh nice i don't know why i just air quoted the disney channel (laughs) yeah i don't know i was like okay but that, that movie was i think one of the first two or three movies that i ever saw on the disney channel and i fell in love with it immediately and I literally probably could have put that higher on the list if it wasn't for the more I thought about it. It's like me, the movies I've got at what one through seven definitely deserve to be one through seven. Okay. So we'll get to those as we come, but yeah, no, the sword and the stone is a great movie and it ultimately what it is, is, the tale of young Arthur and the whole sword in the stone per the title Mm -hmm. and the fact that the myth goes that only a true king can pull the sword from the stone and by the end of the movie guess who it is that pulls the sword from the stone the man who would become King Arthur yeah i didn't have that again because i (coughs) sorry i tried to stay away from too many disney films but yeah definitely a great choice and i may or may not have some arthurian films later in my list just not that one like i said i could have gone with the arthurian theme because there's so many great movies out there about that story but i just figured if i'm gonna i should just pick one and if i'm gonna pick one probably the easiest one would be the sword in the stone yeah because it's the one that most people are gonna know and know the story to right where you have a couple others where creative liberties have been taken with the story and 
all of that. And it happened so long ago that none of us were there. We don't know exactly. Yeah. How so, you know, it is what it is. Well, my number seven is one that I know Jean is going to enjoy because this is a movie that she has talked about that she likes. And it is 1998 film based on characters from Alexandra Dumas, whose name I just love to say. It's The Man in the Iron Mask. Great cast, crazy ass story. Again, a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jeremy Irons, John Malkovich, Gerard Depardieu, another name I love to say. <laughs> Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a crazy ass story. I mean, if you if you don't know it, it's one of the King King Louis and his I can't remember exactly what happens, but basically um there's some of the musketeers are left and they go into a prison and they free this prisoner who has got this mask on and they find out that he is King Louis's brother, that he was a, a identical twin and basically he was hidden away so that there wouldn't be war between the sons. And mm. so he grows up, he never knows who he is. And then once he reveals who he is and wants to get his birthright, he is instead imprisoned by his own brother or something to that effect. It's a fucked up story and it's so good. It's a really good movie. So yeah, it is. Highly recommend if you haven't seen it. Yes, definitely. Did you have that one or no? Honorable mention. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, okay. Go. Let oh. me take a time out really quick. I need to go use the facilities. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. Yerby. So I did want to say, um, George just pointed out that we're, he asked me, you know, like, because when I first said movies about royalty, he was like, like what? And then I started naming off movies. He's like, oh, 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 you could have this. And he goes, you know what you could have? <laughs> Your favorite person, Amber Turd's movie. It's like Aquaman's a king. <laughs> So I don't know if you're going to have Aquaman. I guess we'll get there. Aquaman. <laughs> no. But anyway. Okay. Number six. Number six. Again, another one that could have been lumped in with a theme because there's several great movies out there about the story as well. But I'm going to choose to not go Disney with this version. And I'm going to go Kevin Costner with this version. Robin Hood. Yeah. So that is the one that was going to be in my top 10. And I said I eliminated it at the last minute because technically... Yes, technically Robin Hood is royalty, and but the whole King Arthur, you don't get... I eliminated it on a on a technicality because otherwise I would have included it. So, But the Disney version and the Costner version are both amazing. As is Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> did not care for Russell Crowe's version? Not really. 
No. It was it, it it was fine, but I mean, so Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves came out when I was in high school. It was the first movie I ever saw in the theater more than once. I saw it three times and I fell in love with it. So I am all for this choice. What? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking back because you said the first movie you saw multiple times and I was like, I had to think and no. I think the first movie I saw multiple times was Back to the Future, followed by Beetlejuice. Right. But again, we've had this discussion. I was not taken to the movies as a child. That was just not a thing we did. So I had to be in high school and pay for it myself. So that would be why that was the first one. Yeah. Boo to that. So I rarely see. Actually, I can count on one hand. I think all the movies I've seen in theater more than once. No, Robin Hood, Jurassic Park, Scream, Titanic, and another one that is on my list, so I won't mention it yet. Hmm. I sense two distinct eras in your top five. Early 90s, mid 90s, and then where the hell does the fifth one fall in? The newest movie I have on my list um, is the same year as the one I just named, 1998, if that tells you anything. So, Robin Hood. Yeah, I mean, the story is a great story. Like, The Sword and the Stone, they're both epic tales of, in my opinion, royalty and political espionage and disloyalty and traitorous acts and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. And Alan Rickman, fuck, he stole that movie. Oh yeah, he did. I think at that point when I had seen Prince of Thieves, I'd only seen Rickman in Die Hard. Mm -hmm. Me too. Not saying he wasn't amazingly badass in Die Hard, but he was a special kind of badass in Prince of Thieves. Right? Well, at least I didn't use a spoon. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Why a spoon? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. (laughs) God, I love that quote. Yeah. Well, and even, I mean, not to get graphically inappropriate, but who in the hell freaking consummates their marriage in the middle of the freaking wedding ceremony? In front of their witch mother. Like, and it's yeah. funny because the first time I saw that movie, I had no idea she that, that he was basically going to rape her. Like, and now when I watch it, I'm like, it. I, it's hard for me to watch, but. Somehow, I I don't know why I didn't get it. I just, I mean, I knew that they were going to have sex, but I didn't, I kind of knew, but it didn't really register. I don't know. It's weird the things you don't notice when you're a kid versus, like, I was like, what do you, what do you mean she's ripe? I'm like, oh, she's ovulating. That means you got to get her pregnant right now. Okay, now I get it. (laughs) Yeah. So. No, great choice. And man, I want to watch the cartoon version again. That's. That is one that I watched on repeat 
as a kid. Oh yeah. Sure. The Fox version of Robin Hood is, I like it. Oh man, I just thought of another movie. Okay. We are going to have to do this as a bracket for sure. I'm Mm going to make it happen. In fact, I better write it down. Okay. Your number six. My number six is. Sorry, hold on. If I don't write this, I'm going to forget. Okay. Um, and it's one George would choose. He'll be he'll be happy. Okay. My number six is a Disney animated movie that was made <coughs> into a live version, live action movie. And I'm including them both in this pick because they're both amazing. But the live action movie I saw in the theater twice, and it's Aladdin. I love Aladdin. I I love both movies for different reasons. I like the live action version because I like that they're making it where Jasmine wants to be more involved. She wants to be a sultan. She wants to rule the country. She wants to make a change. So I like that concept. Plus, it's just a beautiful movie. Everybody's great. We've talked about this. But even the animated version, you know, it's just this guy who just wants to be a prince because he wants to be with this woman that he loves and he's just a street rat no disrespect to the movie but um as far as like the cartoon goes fucking robin williams is a genie yeah need i say fucking more i agree and this is one of those where we've talked about different occasions where people have been presented with impossible tasks will smith was handed a fucking impossible task but i think he did a great job nobody can replace robin williams as a genie it's just it can't happen but i think that he did it justice no that would be like somebody coming out and wanting to remake mrs doubtfire right well there are just some things that are almost inconceivable things to do like that or like when we talked about dr sleep the shining and Mm -hmm. the book and you know that there are things that are hard to pull off and sometimes people attempt shit and it doesn't come out right but i think will smith was a good genie i think that right um again i've said this before my only qualm with the live action version is that jafar is hot and i don't appreciate that because cartoon jafar is ugly and you do not like him Live action Jafar is sexy, and I'm like, wait, do, do I like him? Do I want them to end up together or no? <laughs> but he's evil uh, too, so uh, there's leave that. Leave it to my plobster. <laughs> I mean, come on. The the guy is sexy. Just saying. Like, don't make me attracted to that evil spawn. Uh, did you have Aladdin? No, I didn't. Either not. version? Okay. All right, well, we're in the bottom half of this, or top half, actually, top half of this list, so depending on how you look at it. Um, uh, what's your number five? I'm already half, I'm over half done with mine already because you know what my number one is. Oh, that's true. Touche. Oh. Number five is the... Marvel Cinematic Universe Masterpiece. All I'm going to say is two words. And those two words are not 
can't rest make it. Peace, not rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, but Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> it is Black Panther. For those of and, you who don't know what yeah. Wakanda is. So uh, I love this movie so much. I did not put it in my top 10 and I'm mad at myself. I seriously was looking forward and I still am looking forward to Black Panther 2. But yeah, losing Chadwick Boseman after only one movie was sucks. God, it sucks. Because there was so much more story. I mean, they literally had to time jump to get to a point in the story where they can realistically replace him as yeah. an actor. I and, think it's going to be great. I'm excited about it. Of course, there's no really replacing him and it sucks, but the trailer is lit, you guys. If you haven't seen oh, the yeah. trailer for uh, Wakanda Forever, go watch it like immediately. Like, Stop listening to this podcast, go watch it, and then come back. Yeah. No, I yeah no that this this would be one of the only rare moments that you can stop listening to this podcast and go find the trailer, watch it, and then come back. Yes, I approve that course of action. So you saw because I asked in the group chat because really, I wish I would have put Black Panther in here, and it definitely would have been in my top five. I made it my number one honorable mention only because to me it's more of a superhero franchise kind of thing. And yes, it's definitely a royalty aspect, of course, but I had so many freaking choices that I just was like, okay, let me stick to more traditional, just about royalty and not necessarily about, you know, comic book characters. It's stupid. I get it. It's stupid. Y'all can be mad at me. Trust me when I say I agonized over it. And I'm so glad you have it as your number five. Yeah, I couldn't leave it out. I love this movie too much and definitely rest in peace. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. But yeah. And I uh, will just say about this movie to people, because some people really aren't into the superhero thing. Like like before the last Avengers movie came out, George was like, Okay, I'm gonna go back and watch all of them in chronological order, not in order they were released but the order the stories were told in i was like you can miss me with that i'm not about to do that you cannot like superhero shit at all fucking four movies yeah you don't have to know anything about anything you don't even have to like superhero movies black panther is an amazing standalone film that you can watch outside of the whole mcu and not care about all that and still enjoy this movie it's that good yeah so and on top of it, I believe it's the only MCU movie that got a Best Picture nomination. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it was worthy of it. <coughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I thought I muted myself. <laughs> I'm having real issues with my cough still. I keep trying. The problem is, I keep hitting mute, and sometimes I get it, and sometimes I don't, and I can't control it. So well, the coughing, not the muting. I, I know why I freaking give up on the idea of trying to 
I have my hand on this clicker the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Number five. On to my number five, then. So, my number five is a King Arthur-esque, Arthurian, whatever you want to call it, movie. It is 1975's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It was this or Robin Hood Men in Tights. Like, I just, and I wanted to put them yeah. both, but I I understand that Monty Python is an acquired taste. British humor isn't for everybody, but I love it. And this, you know, parody this of... This a fucking hilarious movie. It's so funny. It's just a flesh wound. King Arthur searching for the Knights of the Round Table and a parody of that entire story is just mm-hmm. amazing. Um, you know, John Cleese, Eric Idle, I pretty much love everything they're in. So they're just so, I mean, John Cleese is one of the funniest people that's ever lived. I love him. Have you seen A Fish Called Wanda? Uh, duh. <laughs> I know um, you have. Pretty much you and I share the same fucking brain. And these movies actually spawned a Broadway musical that has won some Tonys called Spamalot. So if you've Mm -hmm. seen Spamalot and you don't know where it came from, this is where it came from. (laughs) If you've seen Spamalot, you've basically seen Monty Python and the the Holy Grail. Yeah. So um, I have just really two comedies on my list, and that is one of them. So there you go. Did you have it? Number two honorable mention. Okay. All right. What's your number four? Hmm, I will give you one clue, and that is the clock is ticking on this Disney cartoon masterpiece. Beauty and the Beast? No. Cinderella. Oh, okay. It, I would say probably the only other Disney movie that even comes close to being this deep in um, royalty is my number two movie. So, okay. All right. I'm out again really quick. Okay. Yeah, mom got home. Mom got home, and he knows when she gets home, he gets to go for a walk. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. So he is excited. All right. <coughs> Damn it. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Um, my, I do not have Cinderella, but my number two is basically the. Not the live-action Cinderella, but the first ever really live-action version of it, which is Ever After, starring Drew Barrymore and Angelica Houston. So we could talk about Cinderella together because it's basically the same story. Yeah. I, I mean, Cinderella is another one of those, like, where there's so many different versions out there. I mean, everybody's done their own version. 
but yeah, I mean, Ever After is a great movie. I love that movie. Disney's cartoon is a great movie. And it's just so heartbreaking. Like, you know, we grew up watching Cinderella and it's all about the glass slipper and the prince and whatever. But, uh-huh. and I think this is why I liked Ever After is because it was more of like a real telling. This shit fucking hurts. Like, could you imagine being a princess and your dad gets remarried and you get these evil stepsisters and then your dad dies. Not only do you lose your dad, but you become a servant in your own fucking house. Like, it, oh, Probably. it just infuriates me just thinking about it. And in Ever After, oh God, it's so brutal. Like, if you guys haven't seen it, it's it's really good. But it's, oh, what do they do? They burn the book or whatever that he gave her like she had this book that yeah. she carried around it was the only thing from her father and they throw it in the fire when i say i ugly cried i like had to pause the movie because i was sobbing i was like who could be that cruel disney is dark we don't realize how dark this shit is but that is dark <laughs> so yeah oh we're gonna get dark with disney here again here. <laughs> oh i i'm waiting for it <laughs> um so yeah Cinderella, Ever After, the remake of Cinderella, they're all really good. I Ever After is one of my favorites, even though Drew Barrymore's British accent leaves a little to be desired. That's okay. Angelica Houston is fantastic as ever. And oh, she gets her revenge, and it's just mwah, beautiful. So, so that was my number two. So second one in common for us. Yay. Now moving on to my number four. It is also an Arthurian tale. And this is the one that I am going to get super roasted for by Chris Cole. And I don't give a fuck. 1995's First Night, starring Richard Gere and Sean Connery. Oh, Lord. I love this movie. I don't care what anyone says. It's not historically accurate. It's cheesy. It's just, I don't care. This movie is beautiful. It's romantic. It's... Okay. All the things that you think about royalty, it's just so good. There's an awful lot of royalty movies that are not necessarily historically accurate. So if Cole wants to hinge his argument on He just thinks this movie is terrible, I know, but I don't care. Yeah, but still, if he th- if he wants to hinge his argument on historical inaccuracies, then he can take a long walk up a short pier. Yeah. I'll back my plobster up on this one. Thank you. I love Sean Connery. And again, it's Sean Connery playing King Arthur for the second time. I mean, come on. But Robin Hood, Prince Thieves? I thought he was Richard and King Richard. Oh, I thought he was King Arthur. You're correct. He's King Richard. My bad. Might as well be King Arthur. (laughs) Sorry. They're all basically the same thing. You know, the the level of drama and romance and war and betrayal in this movie is just, you know, as much as you want to hate Guinevere because, you know, she's basically a child bride to King Arthur. He treats her with love and respect from what we can see in the movie and he's but she's been groomed her entire life to marry this man who's old enough to be her grandfather. Yeah. And yet somehow she still does love him and care for him. But of course 
she gets swept up in a romance with a guy close to her own age. Oh dear God, why why would she do that? Well, because she's not. I, I don't know, but the fact that she still shows this love and respect for Arthur, you know, when he dies and that whole scene where he dies and and she's holding his head and it's just oh god, it's so beautiful. Anyway. It's First a Night's movie. a good movie. I don't care what anyone says. I love it, and I've watched it a million times. <laughs> so, yeah. On that note, I'm going to <laughs> announce my number three movie. Okay. By saying one thing. Good morning, my neighbors. <laughs> hey, fuck you! <laughs> yes! Yes! Fuck yes! you, too! Fuck you, too! <laughs> That's why I said, what is this, velvet? <laughs> yes. I could not leave Coming to America off of this list. At any, it, it had to find some spot in the well, list. And Dre's going to love you, or love me more than he loves you, because it's my number one. I was being nice to the recently departed Queen of England and giving a movie about her my number one spot. Okay, well that's fair, I guess. And I couldn't justify putting it ahead of The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Oops! I guess I just gave away the rest of my list. Uh, we knew. Anyone who knows you knows The Lion King is on this list. I actually thought it was going to be your number one, so... And if you weren't trying to be respectful, it would be your number one. There's no way you watch The Queen more than you watch The Lion King. Oh, no. I've only seen The Queen one time. Yeah, me too. Till today, and yeah. then I see her on TV for freaking like five hours straight. Anyway, Coming to America, I mean, seriously, one of the most quotable movies ever. Um, love this idea of this prince getting to sow his royal oats before he gets forced into an arranged marriage, because it's like yeah, some of these people never get to live an actual life. They're they're arranged to be married while they're still in the womb. Yeah. Well, at well, not necessarily. Act like a dog. <laughs> a big dog. Woof. <laughs> I mean, it didn't Sorry. necessarily happen to like William and Harry, but, but you know, they still lived their entire childhood as the centerpiece in a freaking glass fishbowl. Yeah. For literally not even just the United Kingdom to stare at and oogle. The whole freaking world was watching them the whole freaking time they grew up. Yeah. And still is. Yeah. More so probably today than any time else, except for when their mom was murdered. Yeah. No, Coming to America definitely had to be on this list. And that was what I said to Georgia. He's like, oh, and I'm like, see, there's so many movies you're not even thinking of, like, just barely scratching the surface. I will side with George on this. When you first said royal films, I started thinking, okay, Queen Elizabeth. And then I'm like, okay, well, obviously you have, like, the British type monarchy type movies but then yeah you showed me your long list and it's like 
Oh, well, freaking duh. Coming to America, yeah. Lion King, Cinderella, Snow White, blah, blah, blah. blah. Princess Bride. Off, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have Princess Bride. I didn't, I didn't even think Bride. about the freaking Princess Bride. It was on my list. I, on my long, my long list. I don't think I read all of your long list. It is really long. And so I've added to Johnson. it. Say what? So is my Johnson. Wow. <laughs> long distinguished. <laughs> okay, so basically our lists are done. I'll let you talk about the Lion King in a minute, but let me get to my uh, number. Oh, actually, no, it's you because you get to talk about your number two before I do. So, Oh, no. Sorry. I'm confused. Everybody ignore me. Let me do my number three and then my list is done and then you can talk about Lion King. Can you feel the love tonight? Okay. My number three is an epic tale, a biopic as much as it can be for how old the story is of a real person. It's one of the most gorgeous films i've ever seen in my life it's also super long starring the queen herself elizabeth taylor cleopatra love this movie Damn. so much yeah and if you oh it's slow and oh it's long and it was blah, blah, blah. okay well i'm obsessed with cleopatra and have always been and i just elizabeth again elizabeth taylor is white i get it that's problematic her playing an Egyptian queen, but it is what it is. And I think she did a great job and her and Richard Burton together and just, Oh God. And Cleopatra went through some shit y'all like for real. And then to die from a fucking snake bite on purpose. It's a long watch, but if you haven't seen it, I really do think it's a movie. Everybody should see at least once. So I've seen it way more than once. I had it on VHS and it was like three tapes. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's like Gone with the Wind style. It's like two two or three cassette tapes for sure. It's, I want to say it's a four or five hour long movie. Yeah. I would say it's probably, Cleopatra is probably to Royal Films what Gone with the Wind is to Americanized classics. Or however you want to, yeah. whatever genre you want to throw Gone with the Wind into. And for 1958, I mean, yeah, the movie, the movie cost like 31 million dollars. It was the most expensive movie ever made up to that point. It went way over budget. It took way longer than it was supposed to. Like, it was kind of one of those movies that was they thought was like doomed to fail, and then luckily it didn't. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's it's t- okay. Hold on, two hundred and fifty-one minutes. There you go. Sixty. It's a little over like four, four hours. hours. Yeah. So, highly recommend. Elizabeth Taylor is gorgeous and spectacular, and everything that we think of Elizabeth Taylor, and you know, yeah. Cleopatra's story is just really incredible, in my opinion. So was almost my number one but then i went with coming to america just because it's definitely something i would watch more because you're sucking up to dre that is not true you go fuck yourself (laughs) now when dre hears this i hope he smacks you through the computer screen 
I'm kidding. Amanda does not have to suck up to Dre. Dre is good people's and his devotion is not for sale. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> can I talk about my number two movie now? Yes, please. Because it took us two freaking episodes to record it. Yes. <laughs> but that that one was my fault. Stand by me was your fault. Yeah, that's true. Lion <laughs> King was alcohol's fault. Blame it on the alcohol. So yeah, I in my opinion, The Lion King is probably the greatest Disney movie of all time. Um, Live the King. Oh, right in the chest, Jesus. Yeah, that whole scene in Ooh, uh, chills ravine where. Yeah, so brutal. Scar tells Simba to sit there and work on his roar, and he goes and sends the hyenas off to scare off up the wildebeest and And then, yeah, long live the king! Followed by the whole Simba running up on his dad and pulling on his ear. Dad, come on, you got to get up, and all that. Being so young and understanding that not understanding the fact that his dad's dead, but yeah, then I still maintain he was overplaying that sadness because five minutes earlier he was singing about how he just couldn't wait to be king. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, okay, (laughs) but yeah, and then on top of that, to be literally chased out of your home at that young of an age, literally to be on your own. Because your uncle's a freaking scandalous whore. Mm-hmm. But then you get to meet your two I mean, great- his name is Scar. How else was he going to turn out? Well, yeah, that too. But you, you, know, you go out to meet your two bestest friends in the whole wide world that teach you about the philosophy of Hakuna Matata. And then you get to come home and beat your uncle's ass and take back your rightful place at the top of Pride Rock. Yep. How can that not be a great story? It's an incredible story. And I, I knew you were going to be mad at me for not having it. Again, I went uh-huh. really strict on my Disney ones. And I and I knew you would have it. That's honestly why I didn't. I was like, you're going to talk about it. Let me talk about something else. But it definitely belongs. That I've said it before and I will say it again. This is why I appreciate I think you and I both have kind of sort of come to the understanding that I think we're on this show a lot more geared towards let's not see how many we have in common. Right. Because we have the same brain. <laughs> well, yeah, because with this episode, had we not matched any, then that's 20 royal films that are going to get recognition. Right. Or on a traditional episode, that's <laughs> 10 episodes that or 10 movies that or whatever that get recognition. Where if you're matching yeah. up, then, you know, it's anywhere between, you know, five, six, seven that get recognition. Yeah. So the more the, the more recognition that gets doled out. The, the more we can offer our listeners, the better. So Exactly. Because now people have 20 movies that they want to, to go check out and possibly enjoy while we mourn the loss of the former Queen of England. Yes. 
Well, and possibly more if you want to real quick, any honorable mentions that we haven't talked about yet? No, I think I pretty much said pretty much everything that I had as honorable mention on my list. Okay. My honorable mention list was not long at all. Like I said, I literally threw this list together in. Right. What? Well, you said, what, about an hour before we started? Yeah. And I had mine done about a half an hour before we went on air. So I literally threw my list together and like. And I did mine at the last minute. So. I know. Um, So literally, I just got my last two. Okay. Link sent. Yeah. Well, because I wrote them all down and I couldn't narrow it because. Okay, so um, just a few other ones that I just want to mention. Um, Elizabeth, which is actually a telling of Elizabeth the first, not Elizabeth the second, but still a very good movie. Yeah. Um, the King's Speech, kind of slow, but also I think an important movie to see at least once. One, oh my God, once. <laughs> it's it's pognant. <laughs> it's very pognant. Change our phrase from trademark 2022 to trademark 2023. I know. Um, Disney wise, I also had um, Anastasia, the Aristocats, and Enchanted. I love Enchanted. And then Shrek. I thought of Shrek while we were talking. How did I not think of Shrek? (laughs) Shrek is a freaking great movie. I know, and the whole franchise. So you know, you want to know what made me think of it when you were talking about Star Wars, and you said there's this, and you said there's lords, and I was like Lord Farquaad. I was like, oh my god, Shrek! How did I not think of Shrek? See, oh. that's how my mind works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the Princess I, I Diaries, figured, which I, I it was pleasure. Lord that had triggered you, but I was trying to. Well, what the hell movie? It was Lord that tr- I was like Lord Farquaad. <laughs> I couldn't think of another freaking movie that had a lord in it that would have triggered that kind of a response from you. And then, yeah, yeah you said it, it, it Shrek. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Fucking duh. And then also A Knight's Tale is one. It's one of George's favorites, and I just thought of that while we were talking to you. So. Yes. Yep. Well, all right, yeah. So hopefully, we gave everybody some good movies that if you haven't seen, definitely go check them out. Um, if you have, you know, go go check them out again. And if yeah, I think everything that we have put on our list is definitely worth watching at least once, and some of them multiple watches over and over. Which is what's why I put Coming to America as my number one because is it the best movie about royalty out there? No, probably not. But it's definitely the one I've seen the most. It's the most quotable. It's so good. And everybody has their own criteria, but I think we gave people a lot to think about. Yes, we did. That's because we're badass. Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth II. Your 70-year reign may have come to an end, and your people are definitely not going to know what the hell to do. But I know you guys have had a plan in motion for a while, and I'm sure everyone will be allowed to grieve and, you know, going to usher in a new era. I mean... Again, the second Elizabethan era is over. So, thus begins the era of Chucky. <laughs> Charles in charge. <laughs> oh, can we, can we say the era of Chachi? 
Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think it might be too soon for us to be laughing at either one of our two jokes that we just made. All right. Well, I for know. Those, but... For those of you that didn't catch it, I referred to the new king of England as <laughs> a psychotic, knife wielding doll, and Amanda literally referred to the beginning of this era as Charles in charge. It's the era of Chachi. After a appropriate amount of morning time, I'm going to start calling this the era of Chachi. Trademark 2022. <laughs> no, but seriously, I am sad. I will be watching yeah. the funeral and, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. And Are you sure you're going to be able to get time off of work? I don't know. I think I'm going to have to call in sick. I don't know. <laughs> Your employer is a pretty big dick. That's true. No, I, when I was employed, <laughs> RIP to my employment, um, I did take off for William and Kate's wedding and Harry and Meghan's wedding. Because that shit starts here at like 4 a.m. Like, what are you supposed to do? The hell time do you think it starts here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck, sir. I mean, shit. If that freaking state funeral falls on a work day for me, I fucking get up at two o'clock in the morning, watch it, and still freaking make it to work on time. True. Very true. Well, it's a day of mourning, so I, I will need to be drinking all day while I wear my crown and yeah, because not like appreciate you the morning and the fashion. Not like you need a royal death to freaking warrant day drinking. That is true. Love you, plobster. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Casey, thanks for doing this with me on the fly. And I really think I am going to take your list and then and I am going to make this a bracket. And Dre can do it, or I'll say I'm hosting it and you guys you're, can come on. You're cause... even going to include my number 10? I will. Well, I don't know. George said that was a loophole. I'll, we'll see. I'll include it just for you. George wants us to know what the hell color science boys pants are. George does not hear an opinion. That's true. George is just here to be your (laughs) chauffeur on the 23rd. Yes. So that you can get to Norman so that you and Gene can come pick me up. Yes. Your playlist is All he is is eye candy to sit there and just write down a sip libs on the 100th episode. <laughs> um it's not we'll like do a we'll do a friends one i think i think that's the most although i don't know because chris didn't really like friends and gene just sort of likes it but i feel like it's the right thing to do i don't know we're gonna have to figure it out we have time we have, we have two weeks literally so, from tomorrow literally from tomorrow we have two weeks what Who's excited? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Anyway, that week that I am coming down there between freaking my short work week, state funeral in the United Kingdom. Oh, damn. Having Thursday off to get ready for traveling, traveling on freaking Friday. It's going to be a busy freaking week. I'll be in Vegas Monday and Tuesday, and then I'll be back to get my house ready for you. Oh, I so I have to pose the question to you real quick, and then we're going to 
I could pose it off the air, but I want people to hear it. Okay, so you know how we're going to make some Wagyu steaks. Well, George says today, my, my answer to this question is no, and I'll tell you why, but first, you're the guest, so you get to choose. Would you rather us make the steaks, how we do them and whatnot or whatever, or would you rather have a beef wellington? Would you like to think on it and let me know? Yeah, let me think on that one because I okay. like the idea of both. So I am fine with the Wellingtons, but George has to do most of the prep work because while I like it and George freaking loves, it's like his favorite thing in the world. A Wellington is like a half a day process of prepping and getting ready and doing whatever before we you have enough it. shit so on our freaking schedule. We don't have time for that. So the thing would be George would have to stay home on Sunday and prep this shit while we go play on Sunday. So really it's up to George. If he wants to go to Dallas with us or not. Okay, and it's going to be um, interrupting his football watching on Sunday as well. Well, he can watch football while he preps. But Wellingtons are good. They are a shit ton of prep work. So I've seen enough Hell's Kitchen. I know all about Wellingtons. If that's what you want, we've made it enough times that it's good and George is all about it. So if you would prefer a Wellington versus just a regular uh, filet or ribeye, either way, it'll be with the Wagyu. But so you think on that and you let me know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you know this weekend. Okay. Well, there's no rush. All right, everybody. God save the queen. God bless the queen. Our condolences to the people of England. We are thinking about you and wish you all the best in your mourning process and transition to a new monarch. And if you're really grieving that hard, remember when life gets tough, you should just keep sipping. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say it. (laughs) 